Hello and welcome to Mr. Wright. I'm Doug. This is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, one, uh, I, there's obviously no excerpt. I was going to dig through to find a death scene uh, from my first novel and just don't have the time to pull everything apart and put it together, so I may do a supplemental uh, reading of that uh, in between episodes. This episode is about writing finales. There are, it's a long, hard road out of hell, as the song says. I've found that writing from an outline helps me with my finales. From A to Z, I'll have how I want it to begin and how I want it to end, and the middle bits are kind of where I kind of do freeform organic, or I have really basic beats I need to hit um, to set things up. But otherwise, I don't really know what's going to happen in the middle. I just know I need to set certain things up. I don't do an incredibly detailed outline, maybe for a novel. Um, the outline was maybe 10 items, 12 items, tops. I find that works. I know some people, like ex-Heroes writer Peter Klein, has talked about that he doesn't like to be a slave to outlines. He likes to see where it goes. Um... That's also in that he has written like five books in the series, and I'm going to talk about having open-ended finales later on in this episode. But writing Freeform Organic like I am with the I Hate Kathy Hammond podcast, I don't know how... I know how the season's going to begin and end, and that's it. I literally... That's it. And that's six episodes, approximately 12 to 15 pages an episode... And I just write, and sometimes happy accidents occur, and I go, oh, that's, you know, I can use that for later. Um, I, I personally, I, I think writing freeform organically when you have a set goal in mind doesn't work for me. And if it works for you, fantastic. Please continue to do so. Um, this is merely an advice podcast. So, writing outline versus freeform it depends on how you write. Anything short, I would say probably an outline because you're going to need to worry about economy in terms of pages and words um, and ideas. Uh, anything long form like a novel um, or a comic book, I would say, you know, once again, you can you can use free form for the most part, I would say in the middle, but I, I would say have, have an eye on the finish line. Um, something like a film script I think you'd want an outline. You need to break that down into the three-act or four-act structure or two-act structure, whatever it is, um, and know exactly what needs to happen and when and where. Obviously, the episode is called Exit Strategy. Having an exit strategy, knowing your finale beforehand, I think helps because I can look at the beginning uh, when I start writing and go, okay, I need to hit certain beats, I need to set certain things up, I need to foreshadow certain things, and then I can, you know, reveal them or bury them and then reveal them again or subtly put them in as I get closer to the end. You can also look at your influences uh, for how they write finales. Now, I am of two minds about the two writers I'm going to bring up, and I'm not of two minds about how much I love them. Uh, but I am two minds about how much I love their finales. Now, their finales themselves, great. Love the payoffs, um, the setup and the payoffs. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Neil Stevenson. 
I just realized they're both Neils. Kind of strange. Uh, Neil Gaiman likes to put his conflict about two-thirds in with his resolution happening in the bottom third of the piece, the third act, um, as opposed to having your conflict right in the middle. Uh, I think this creates great momentum, but sometimes it can feel a little rushed in terms of certain pieces he's done. Um, there was a... I don't remember if it was Time of Your Life, uh, his death miniseries, where I thought the ending seemed a little rushed because he only had X amount of pages to get to it after doing a bunch of setup. Now, Neil Stevenson, on the other hand, will put his conflict almost right near the end. He builds you up, builds you up, builds you up, builds you up, and then just pitches you off a cliff. I find that emotionally... Um, very unsatisfying because you have all this tension and you have a great release, but he doesn't have a lot of denouement, which is a French term for untying, which is when you kind of wrap everything up at the end after a conflict has been resolved. There doesn't seem to be a lot about that in a lot of his books, uh, Snow Crash, Diamond Age, uh, The Broke Cycle. And once again, I find that very emotionally unendearing. So I tend to put my conflict around the halfway mark, even the um, 60%, you know, two-thirds, depending on like how big the piece is. If it's a you know, three-issue comic book, yeah, put your conflict you know, at the end of the second issue, the, the second act. Um, obviously, you can move stuff around based on the length of the piece. Now, writing an open-ended finale. And I'm going to be talking about writing sequels in the next couple episodes of Mr. Wright. So in that, I will talk about writing open-ended finales again. In case you have any more questions that you submit to me, or I think of something else, which I normally do. Writing an open-ended finale. Um, there are things I've written, my first novel, um, where literally I wrote the finale... And I had just a bit in the denouement where there was some foreshadowing of a sequel. It was quick. It was maybe a page, um, maybe less. It might have been like two paragraphs um, just to set it up. Now, could I have stopped there? Yes. Um, I didn't have any ideas for the sequel when I wrote that kind of open-ended finale. But I did wrap up all of the hanging threads from the first novel. And then I had a brand new idea that I could kickstart on the second novel. Now, can you write yourself into a corner in terms of writing a finale and then having a sequel idea? Absolutely. So, you know, you want to know, and re really by the end of, of the piece, you're either so sick of the character or you want to see more of him or her or it um, or them. Could be him, uh, her, and it's. You want to do a sequel, and you know, you know off the bat. I have uh, a, a project I've been working on that I know is, I want to be 12 books, so I know that at the end of 11 books out of that, it's going to be an open-ended finale because the character has to keep progressing through the you know subsequent books. I know that. I know that in the structure of the thing itself, in the kernel of the idea. So sometimes you may have an idea for a sequel after you've wrapped it up and you're like, oh, well, I totally killed my main character. Well, there are ways around that. It could have all been a dream. Please don't do that. It's hacky and cliched. Um, you can do a prequel. 
That's always fun. Um, you can have someone picking up the torch from the dead main character. I, I'm not quite sure why you'd kill your main character at the end, but it, it does happen. Um, so these are just some of the ways you can write a finale. And like I said, I might have an interstitial episode where I read part of the finale of my first novel, Strangest Kindness. But otherwise, remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.